Well, hello there, wonderful teachers. I want to invite you to an event we're doing this summer. It's in Cincinnati, Ohio, so you have to be able to make it there, but it might be worth traveling for if you're able to. It's happening on July 20th and 21st, so that's over a weekend, and it's going to be the best two days for teachers. We're going to have a ton of fun. We're going to learn a lot about pedagogy and creative teaching and business. We have two fabulous guest speakers and we're even going to finish with an optional Kaylee. That's an Irish dancing party. So I hope you'll be able to join me. Just go to vibrantmusicteaching.com slash turbo that's dot com slash t-u-r-b-o 24 the numbers two four. I hope you'll check it out view all the details there and I hope to see you in Cincinnati in July. On with the episode. Vibrant, vibrant, vibrant music teaching. Proven and practical tips, strategies, and ideas for music teachers. You're listening to the Vibrant Music Teaching Podcast. I'm Nicola Canton, and today we're talking about how to make solo piano lessons more fun. You can find the article that goes along with today's episode at vibrantmusicteaching.com slash 171. Or if you're not a member yet, colorfulkeys.ie slash 171. Hey there, wonderful teachers. I hope you're having an awesome week so far. Today's show is going to be about a question that I get all the time, especially from teachers who are considering joining Vibrant Music Teaching, and they're concerned that it won't be good value for them as they don't teach in groups. So let me get one thing straight right away. I don't teach in groups either. I do teach primarily in a buddy lesson format where I have half the time one-on-one with the student and half the time with two students together. If you want to learn more about that, of course, you can check out previous episodes specifically about that. But I'm not what you would call a group teacher. And I don't think you need to be even doing buddy lessons to play games and do creative activities in your lessons. So I wanted to take today's show to explain some of the ways that you can make solo lessons, one-on-one lessons, private lessons, whatever you want to call them, regular lessons maybe. How can we make them more fun? Now, they can absolutely be fun without games and without other things, but for those who want to inject that little bit more giggle factor into their lessons, I do understand the struggle here. because. For many teachers, for some this comes naturally, right? But for many teachers, this isn't your natural vibe or it's just not your personality to jump about the place without structure or without guidance behind that. And so I'm going to be providing that today. But for many others, the main problem is just that you play games or you do things like that and you read about gamified ideas. But when it's you versus the student, it doesn't seem quite as fun. So if that's been a struggle for you, I hope these seven different ideas will help. If you do need a quick refresher on the benefits of playing games and doing these types of creative activities in your lessons, here's a quick list for you. Games provide better retention of concepts. It makes for less repetition, both in playing things with your students and also in you literally repeating yourself. It makes for your students to have faster progress in general in their music studies. 
their learning is not only quicker, it's more flexible. So they're better at applying it in different contexts because they're experiencing it in different contexts. There's also greater variety in the lesson and it's more fun for you. And I'm big on that one. I believe teachers should be having fun in their own way, with their own vibe and in their own personality. But having fun, I think you should be enjoying your lessons. And if you're not, or you want to find a way to have more fun, you have come to the right spot. So here we go. Here are seven different ways that you can make your one-on-one or private lessons more fun and engaging for your students. Method number one is to get them moving. Get your students up and moving to the beat or dancing out rhythm patterns inject movement wherever you can. They can reach for the sky and crouch down low. You can do jumping jacks together in time with some music, or you can have them marching and then waltzing to get used to three, four verses, two, four time. Any opportunity you have, get them up on their feet, get them moving, and get yourself moving too. Do these actions with them. It'll be good for your overall health and it'll get your blood flowing around the system during a long day of lessons. Tip number two is to set a timer. Hmm, what am I talking about here? Well, this is an easy way to transform a two-person or multi-person game into a one-person game. When it's just you and your student, or you're going to be having them playing a solo game, it's hard to level that up, to keep it challenging, to keep it engaging but a timer can do wonders here. So see if your student can beat their time each repetition they do of a certain game. These can be very simple games. You can even take what would have been a specific structure to a game and just do it as a matching version, but timed. Once you put the timer on, honestly, the race is on and the fun is on. Tip number three is to get the parent involved. It doesn't have to be just you and your student. There's probably at least one other person around, maybe siblings as well. Can you get the parent involved with the game? Whether they know music or they don't, they can still participate in the games that you're doing. They can still participate in the creative activities as well. You can get them playing simple patterns to accompany their kiddo. Or you can get them playing something more advanced if they are already experienced with music. And if the parents are not there, maybe the childminder is, or a babysitter, or a sibling who brought them to lessons. Someone's probably hanging about and waiting for them, right? So get them in there and get them in on the fun. Tip number four is to switch roles. Sometimes there's no good way to flip a game around with a timer, and you can't include the parent, and you can't add movement to it. But you can ask your student to teach it to you and correct you. They will love this. It's a moment to roll reverse, to get a little bit cheeky maybe, and to have some fun with each other. So you can really ham it up if you want to, or you can keep it quite simple. But any opportunity to get them to be your teacher is always lots of fun. Tip number five is to introduce some technology. Most apps are set up for one player anyway, so if you download some Specific educational apps for a concept that you're trying to teach, that's a good option. A cautionary word here though, apps are not fun by themselves. A kid who's 
grown up with devices all around them is not entertained just by the fact that it's technology in the same way maybe you or I might be, <laughs> to some degree, is not novel to them. There has to be a purpose behind it, and it has to be fun in a very specific way. So be careful about the apps you include in general, and that they are genuinely educational and fun, but also make sure that they're supporting the education goals you have for your student for that lesson. Don't just include ones that seem like a brain break. Have a purpose behind it. Tip number six is to get creative and spontaneous. Take turns to come up with stories or describe scenes and then improvise together to match those images. You don't need multiple students to create a jam session. You just need you and your student in the room really engaging with the music you're making. And the final tip is to maybe implement some kind of competition. Using a challenge board or another competitive type of incentive program might be a good fit for your student. I like my challenge board because kids are only ever competing against themselves and it's very specific in what they're trying to do at a certain level. Much like achieving a certain level of a karate belt or um, a scout's badge, it has specific parameters and they know what they're working towards to achieve that. And the reward is just getting their name on the board. There's no candy or prizes going on over here. But it can really help to bring that competitive element against yourself into the lesson. So those are seven different ways that you can bring really fun things into your one-on-one lessons. Let's review them quickly together. We can introduce movement into games and activities. We can set a timer to compete against ourselves or other students in an asynchronous way. You can get the parent or siblings involved. You can switch roles with your student and have them teach you. You can use technology like iPad apps or phone apps. You can get creative and introduce improvisation and storytelling into your lessons. And you can add something like a challenge board for that more structured competitive element where you're competing against yourself and your past achievements. Whatever it is that you choose to do, know that we have resources inside Vibrant Music Teaching to support you, and the vast majority of our members are teaching one-on-one lessons, so you're not alone. If you have had that hesitation in your mind when it comes to joining our membership, first of all, it's not just games. There's lots of courses and other resources in there as well. But even within the games, most of those will work just fine if you never teach in a group. Group teaching is not a prerequisite to using games, so let's dispel that myth once and for all. Your one thing this week, your homework, is ultra simple. Just pick one of these seven ideas and try it out. You can choose whichever one sounds the most fun and the easiest to you that you don't already do in your lessons. Or find a new way to try one of the ideas if you already do them to some degree. Come back for more when you're ready and let me know how it goes. You can write a comment on the article that goes along with this episode. It's at vibrantmusicteaching.com slash 171 or colourfulkeys.ie slash 171 for non-members. 
or you can find me on Facebook in the Vibrant Music Studio Teachers group or on Instagram at Colourful Keys. I'll see you there. If you liked this episode, you would absolutely love Vibrant Music Teaching membership. We have the support and the training you need to take your teaching further. Join us today by going to vmt.ninja and signing up. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Vibrant Music Teaching Podcast. I hope you loved it and I wanted to pop on here one more time to remind you about our event. It's happening in Cincinnati this July and you can get all the details at vibrantmusicteaching.com slash turbo. See you there.